We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 111 of Married Millennials. First and foremost, congratulations to the newlywed couple, Megan and Harry, the Duchess of Sussex. Like, that's a huge deal. That's a really big deal. And let, yeah. let's, take, let's just take a second here and acknowledge that, that we have a black princess, y'all. Yeah. And there's, and there's been a lot of conversation. I don't care about it. You know, the only royal wedding I cared about is the coming to America wedding, and we've been royal. Yes, all things we know. Totally. We, we understand that. We're not fighting that. But, yeah. but let's be honest here. But now we're royal now in, we in, have in the UK. a black like, person who is of royalty yeah. in England. We like, have that. Come on. Come on. That's a huge deal. It's a really big deal. And the wedding. So I actually got up at 4 a.m. And, and I wasn't originally going to do it, but my grandma was hyped. <laughs> And I was like, should I be hyped about this? Then my mom was hyped. And my mom went over to spend the night with my grandma so that they could get up at 4 a.m. to watch this wedding. So they were not playing any games. And spoiler alert, they stayed up all night. They didn't go to bed. My grandma was cooking greens, <laughs> preparing. You know you know, it's something. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's so country. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't end up staying up with joy, but I, I had woke up in the middle of the night and saw the TV reflection. Yeah. So then I came out of the bedroom and, and then you caught the very right end. right at the end. You came when they were doing the whole carriage thing. Yep. And I was like, what is happening? She's like, you just missed it. But yeah. fortunately, because the internet is amazing, I yeah. went and saw the replay and watched the whole thing. And I was just like, yeah, like, we have a black princess, y'all. That's so, dope. And she, she does identify as biracial. As she she should. She's a biracial woman. But the wedding, so because she was raised by her black mother. And I, the wedding was black. I just told Jess, I was like, hey, that was black as fuck. Like, when he came in, I wasn't prepared. I was like, oh, okay, yes, this is symbolic. But they had the, what is he? He's not a, a minister. What, Bishop, Bishop Michael Curry you. is the Bishop goat. Bishop Michael Curry was just a preaching. Didn't care that he was at the royal wedding. He was like, this is a regular Sunday service. I'm going to go over time. I'm going to acknowledge that I know that I'm going over time, but it's important because Jesus, and we're going to drive this point home. It was amazing. Let's just, let's take a second and acknowledge the true star of the royal wedding, and that was indeed Bishop Michael Curry. Now, anyone who's been to a black church knows when the pastor starts to preach, and whether it's going to be a 30-minute sermon mm. or an hour-and-a-half sermon. Yes. And once the MLK quotes came out, I said, well, okay, we're going to have, have the hour-and-a-half sermon. My man referenced MLK multiple times. He referenced slavery. Talk about we get back to love. That will be the end of violence, world hunger. We'll lay down our arms. He came mm-hmm. all the way with everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the facts, when he said, I know you guys need to get married and let's get back to it. But yeah. I still have more to say. Uh-huh. And you all know that moment yeah. when you're like, okay, pastors, it's yeah. been about an hour. Yeah. And then you say you're about to close. I know you guys need to get back to your, to yeah. your regular. So you have acknowledged yeah, that you, you To know get back to your regular you day. Yeah. But then you say, but before y'all get back to your regular day and then you go on and preach for another 30 minutes, yeah. he didn't do it for another 30. But he gave you what but a it black sermon. Yes, to, it was. Yeah. It gave you what a black sermon looked like. Yeah. I said, if you don't go on with your bad self. Bishop Michael Curry, 
I'm happy that everyone got that preview because I think everyone was very much under the impression that it was going to be a mixing of American and in English, English traditions, but it kind of ended up being black American Correct. and English traditions, which was, I was not expecting that. And that's a huge moment. That's a huge moment. And I'll be honest, I wasn't really following any of the, the follow-up to the world wedding. I've, I've never really been into them. And then after I watched the ceremony, I was like, you know what, let me go back and really start digging. And I started looking up and I was like, no, this is, this is a big deal. We can sit here and we'll have whatever comments we may mm-hmm. want to have. But this is is a real big deal. And yeah. I was hyped. I was like, you know, Harry, I like you. Yeah. Like, I really, he really He said, I need like a Harry, Harry shirt. I really did. I was like, yo, who's got a Harry shirt? I just yes. want to know where can I go buy a, a Harry shirt and say, I'm with Harry. He's invited to the barbecue. To all the cookouts. Like, I just, I just want to know where, where, where the Harry shirt's at. So if you know where the Harry shirt's at, please let me know so I can go ahead and purchase me one. Right. Uh, and then I looked at some of the traditions that they did differently. Specifically, they wanted... As Joy said, they wanted it to be a Blend. a blending of their two cultures. And Harry didn't shave. That was against typical traditions. They willingly took out obey from their vows. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying man and wife, they changed it to husband and wife. So those were two two specific things in their vows that they wanted to to do away with tradition saying, no, this is very mm-hmm. much a partnership. And two, royalty, the men typically don't wear rings. Uh, Prince William doesn't wear a ring, and his father, is that Charles. Prince Charles, doesn't wear a ring. But Harry wanted a ring, and Meghan Markle presented him with the ring. So there'll be, well, TBD, to be determined, if he will continue to wear a ring, but it looks like and sounds like that he will Although royalty typically does Oh, you guys know they're in love. He will be wearing that ring. They're in love. They're completely smitten with one another. You could tell, you know, the the wedding, even though it did have a, a looser structure, was still very formal. And they were very kind of giggly about it. Oh, the, and you giggly know, without being giggly. And like, you know okay, the thing I love to too, this. back to my to my dog, Bishop Michael Curry, is the cutaways of all the people who were oh in attendance. Oh, my God. These folks were trying so hard not to laugh. Like, what they is going on? They didn't know how to on? react because. No clue. Because English culture isn't ex- uh, very expressive. And. American culture in general is very expressive. And then if you take black culture it's on top loud. of that, yes. It's loud. We're, 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 we're colorful. 10. Yeah, yes. we're colorful. We're genuinely a very passionate and colorful and energetic culture. Uh, so I, I don't know. I was just so excited to see all that. And then the choir. I was going to say, we forgot to, we yeah. forgot to mention the oh, choir. Oh, I didn't forget about the choir. I was just still on the bishop. Like, I can't, <laughs> I, I, my brain can't process it. I'm, I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed. They sang Stand By Me. The black Stand choir came me. back. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Did they just do a cutaway? Yeah. And we got a whole black choir in the back? Yeah. And they were like, Stand by me. Oh, stand. You know. You're just over here feeling and then, it, huh? Yeah. And the choir director was just getting it. And like, stand. I wasn't ready. Like, yeah. I, I really was not ready. Yeah. I was not ready for that to happen. And then the black cellist. I was like, we had, yeah. we had everybody. The culture Sorry. was represented. Yeah. So say what you want to say about Meghan Markle and her biracial identity and whether or not, look, I'm not here to debate that. Yeah. You can say what you want, 
but just know black culture was represented in the royal right. wedding. Right. And it's not a black versus white thing. No. We're, we're not hyped because it was like, oh, black, white. It, it's actually black and white. Like, that's what we want is coexistence, equality, representation, and the fact that it happened at the royal wedding and the person who's getting married is also a representative. It's just beautiful. It's a win. It's, and they're so in love, like truly in love. Ugh, I cannot deal. I can't deal. I'm so excited. And then when they process out, then the black choir starts singing. Yes. Hey, man. Like, what? Come hey, on, y'all. If you, if you can't. I think that's what I was like. Oh, yo, this was black. This like, was, this is if really you black. guys can't celebrate, yeah. if we can't, as a culture, if we can't celebrate this win, then w- w- yeah. what's wrong? We got, we got to celebrate our wins. It's we can beautiful. say we can be divisive all we want, question this. Look, this is a win. And, and and let's celebrate not only a win, but let's also celebrate the love of two people. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful thing. Two I'm people, so excited. Two to people see who are in love what they got do. married. And and the thing about them is they are in a really good position. Like Harry is in the ultimate position because he's sixth in line to be the king. Mm-hmm. So he gets all the royalty perks mm-hmm. without probably with with knowing that he'll probably never will be the king. Yeah. So it's like we can just do what we want. We could chill. We can do our humanitarian efforts. We can hang out. We have new titles. But look, baby, I'm not going to be the king. So let's live. My older brother has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like That is the perfect setup. And he's still just second in line. Like Charles is next because the queen's just lived forever. Yes. She's so old. <laughs> so, I mean, and his dad, I don't even know how old Charles is now. I don't but know he's, any of the ages. he's up there. And it's hard because they're aging differently. I because Will William looks pretty. He does. It's just it's just the hair, you know. And that's why I let it's, it go, fellas. If y'all holding on to the, if y'all holding on to it, just it's let the it hair, go. But I also I think it's a different kind of stress when you know that you have to rule a country. Yeah, like that's <laughs> you don't. You don't wake up and go like, oh, okay, what am I going to do today? Like, it's very, <laughs> like, your life is probably not simple. And now he has three kids, so I understand. I'm not saying he looks old. I'm just saying they age he, differently. He, he definitely aged a little bit. Harry, yeah. Harry's 33 with the full beard. Like, look, I'm chilling. Yeah. Although he's balding, too. Yeah. And he, he'll be looking like his brother real soon. Right. But that's just a PSA. Like, fellas, right. if we're holding on, just just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. There's no, there's no point. I made peace on my hairline at 19 years old. Right. But I'm saying William might have, like, another 40 years before he even has to think about. Very true. Ruling. So anyway, congratulations to the royal family. We are so excited that you have Megan now. We're just, congratulations. And this weekend was also special for us. Joy and I hosted our very first standalone event, yeah. The Mingle, a singles mixer and panel discussion. And y'all, we sold it out. Sold, sold the out. place out. Sold out all of our tickets. Yeah. My heart is so full. It, it's when you think back to the vision, what did we say at the top of this year? So we're going to host live events beginning in 2018. Mm-hmm. And in May 2018, we hosted our first standalone event and, and people came out. out. Yeah. And we had over 100 people packed in this small little bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm, it, I, have, I have nothing to say. I have a lot to say I, so about much. the conversation. Yes. But just before we dive into the meats and potatoes of the, the conversation, I just want to acknowledge that when you put your mind to something and you set your intentions, it actually happens. And we hosted our first live event. The Mingle was dope. Shout out to all the beautiful people who were there. Mm -hmm. Shout out to our panelists who participated in the event. It was dope. It it was wonderful. There's a lot to unpack, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll unpack. We'll unpack. But I, I was kind of nervous. 
And I think, not really nervous. I was really calm the whole morning. I had some back issues this weekend, too, so that had me in a certain mode. Significant back issues. Yeah, so I was kind of laid out on the couch <laughs> the whole weekend and then got up for for our event. But I, my whole thing was, I didn't know if people were going to show up. I, I just, you know, that's that thing. When you are hosting an event, It's not. it doesn't mean you're not confident in what you do or the mission that you have. But it means so much to me that people believe in what we believe in and they want to solve the same issues that we want to solve. That that to means something to me. It means that we're heading in the right dis- direction and that we're doing work that that's important, that's resonating with others. So for that, I am so grateful. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing out <laughs> and, and, and for, for participating because we had our panel, but we had great audience participation, which is ultimately what I wanted because I want a conversation. I want everyone to be involved and I want, I want solutions. So... That's the biggest thing is is solution based, and usually when you have panel discussions, Joy and I moderated the panel. We had yeah. four panelists, two women. I would say we hosted the panel. Yeah, yeah that that's panel true. didn't want to be moderated. No, that is very <laughs> true. But we had two women, we had two men, yeah. and then we just let the conversation go. Our biggest thing, and I told a few people who were in attendance after the discussion concluded, said the biggest thing for Joy and I is creating a a space where we can facilitate open and honest conversation, and. The panelists and just Joy and I aren't the only people who contribute to that open and honest conversation. So I do thank everyone because at the point we had invited, what, five to six men to come up and and share their perspective. Then we invited about four or five women who were not on the panel Mm -hmm. to come share their perspective. We had Q&As and it was really engaging and and I loved it. And some of the the, the comments that panelists made ruffled a few feathers. So it was was perfect because it's exactly what... They ruffled all the feathers. That's exactly what we wanted though is that we need to have have an honest conversation is because I so often we talk about issues that are going on in the world, going on in our society, going on in our community, but very rarely do those conversations then translate into solutions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just have a conversation. And, and one of the panelists were like, well, you know, where, do you, where do you meet good single men? I said, where are all the single men in the room? Come to the stage. Yeah. Where are y'all kicking it at? Yeah. And then you know, we were talking about you know, what's the, the biggest issue that, that in particular to the men, what have, you, what have you found to be a hurdle with dating women? And then I was like, okay, well, let's come and ask the women, what are you looking for in a man? Mm-hmm. Like, I, we heard your opinion, but now we have a room full of single women, so let's talk. And then mm-hmm. to hear from four or five women you know, what they value, what they see in, the, in, in a man, and what's important that they want to, to have in a partner. So it was just a, a very beautiful environment. I will say to the fellas, y'all did yourself a disservice by not showing up. Right. There was over 100 people in that bar and there was, was probably like 89% women. 15 women. I mean 15 men. Yeah. 85 women and probably 15 men. And I have had so many fellas come and talk to me like, man, I don't know where to find a good yeah. woman. Where can I be at? We host an event specifically for you. There were 85 queens in the room mm-hmm. and you weren't there. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason... I don't know. But the men who were there are winning. Or they were. Everyone yeah. was shooting their shots respectfully. Yes. I, I, when, I, when the event concluded, all the single men were engaged in at least one conversation. Everybody. Every single one of them. No so one this, was just standing there. So this is what I'm saying is, is we can't complain or talk about, oh, I can't find a good woman or I can't find a good man because the women showed up. So that's on us as men 
to, I, I don't want to hear the conversation no more. I don't want y'all out here talking like, oh, I can't find a good woman in L.A. No, 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 no. You elected not women. to find a good woman by not coming to an event where you know they were going to be there. Right. That's your fault. The panel discussion itself was very eye-opening for me because we went in there with a mission, right? That we were going to have solutions. We're going to dig through the single thing. And what we discovered soon, pretty like pretty much immediately, was that the level of thinking of a lot of single people isn't anywhere near relationship thinking. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but there is a lot of muck that you have to get through in order to even get to the point where you're starting to think about a relationship. Yes. And I think that a lot of people are very self-centered in in thinking about, okay, what is it that I want? I want this, I want that, which makes sense to me, right? If you were single, wouldn't you be thinking all about what you want because there's not another person involved? But you can't, I'm not sure that's the best way to approach dating. Like, yes, you have to have a wish list. Yes, you have to think about what it is that you would prefer. But then there has to be an openness and a willingness to accept people that come your way and then get to know them for who they are and see if you're compatible. Because like you discussed, what you think you want may not be what you need. Facts. I said it multiple times last night, and it's so yeah. true. And, and Ed, to, to echo Joy's sentiment, it was like, man, everyone, all of our panelists were at four different areas mm-hmm. in their, like, if I had to gauge, I was yeah. like, okay, this is where, as far as from being super single to, uh-huh. like, I'm ready for a relationship. And just hearing some of the commentary, and that's no shade to anyone, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I, I see the spectrum of where it was at. But it also, for me, realized how deep this this really goes. So, so I'm like, man, single deep. folks, like I really, really, I feel for y'all. Like yeah. I, I really feel for you. But again, you know, what I noticed is we, the conversation about singledom is we need vulnerability and authenticity in our community, whether that's men, whether that's women. And that goes both ways. And, and both a man and a woman acknowledged the place on both sides. But what I, the, my biggest takeaway was the lack of vulnerability and authenticity when it comes to dating, where we're, we're playing these unnecessary games, and for whatever reason, you have to play these games, but if we continue playing these games, we're going to continue hosting events like this, having the same conversations. Mm-hmm. Is you have There were a lot of women in there who were looking and ready for a good man. And it's like, where, what, what is the issue? Like, what are we doing? I'm looking for something serious. And just by hearing some of, of the commentary, it was that we just, there was a, a void of, of A, approaching, which I didn't realize was that bad. Like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize how bad it was, mm-hmm. was, was approaching women. Like, men, we don't, we don't approach women. And, I, and this is where it was bad. I had this one woman after the discussion come up to me and say, how do I approach a man? And I looked at her dead in her face and I said, I can't confidently give you advice on that because I don't believe in it. I, I can't sit here in, in good conscience and tell you how you should approach a man. I was like, my only recommendation would be to be open to the approach. You, you've said, and many of the women in here have said that the approach by, by men is awful. Yeah. And whether it's fear, a lack of confidence, uh, the, the lack of being vulnerable, but whatever it is, their approach game is not strong. So I was like, just be open to the approach, however it looks. Now, if they're disrespectful, no. If they're thirsty, no. But if they're trying, be open to the approach and then manipulate the conversation in a way that you get what you need from that interaction. Right. 
but it's just we just have a we have a lack. There's, there's a lack of, of vulnerability, authenticity, and a little bit of, of self centeredness when it comes to to dating. A lot of bit of that. A lot of bit of that. <laughs> I, two of our panel uh, will eventually release the video. We got we had got some footage, but it, it was interesting to see the juxtaposition between two two of our panels and two of our other panelists because I felt like that you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Two of them were pretty ready. And the people who are ready for an actual relationship have a completely different approach and a different want. And, you know, one of our panelists said, what did she say? Interest me or, or um, impress me. She wanted somebody to just impress her and not, not pull out all the bells and whistles, but she just said, like, could you have correct, proper, could you have proper grammar? Could you be respectful? And approach me like a a woman would want to be approached. Like just very basic stuff. And I I know that when people want simple, standard things, they're ready. Yeah. They're ready. She didn't say like, okay, well, he has to be a basketball player. (laughs) Like when you start talking like that, I know you're not ready yet. You're just not ready yet. And that's okay too. But we need to discuss that because the people who aren't ready are still in the dating pool. So you still have to deal with people who are not ready. So you have to know how to navigate with and around them, depending on where you are in your journey. Another thing that I noticed was that people were really kind of zeroed in on attraction, 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 attraction. And someone in the audience actually brought up that attraction for men and women are two very different things. Men are typically very attracted to the physical aspect of a woman and women are attracted to the physical aspect, but we can get past that quicker and get to the mind. And if your mind's on point, we're in love. And, and that is true. But yeah. I, I, I did make a counter to that. And, and while I agree with that point, I said I have friends personally who have been the nice guy, who've approached correctly, who have done everything that a woman would want from the mind's perspective. And my friend is also attractive too. But in that moment, it was like, well, how long do I be the nice guy before I end up losing? Where someone who may just come, who's physically attractive, and then they win, even though they may not have the same internal makings right. of the mind and spirit that I'm looking for in a partner. So yeah. I say, what's the balance? Like, how long I do you have to be the nice the balance, guy? Which is kind of what she answered, because somebody who is emotionally ready for an actual relationship will key into that. They will go, oh, he's too nice. I don't want to be in a relationship with him. That's that's not what happens. If, you. if, you're re- if your heart, mind, and soul is ready for a relationship, you're looking for somebody who's mirroring that. And somebody who's being nice to you is and wants to be in a relationship that mirrors that. Yeah. And attraction is important. You have to have a physical attraction to the person Agreed. that you're intimate with, that you're dating, that you end up marrying. There has to be a physical attraction. And yeah. you have to want to have sex with that person. Correct. Like there, yeah. there has to be there has to be a liking of of your physical appearance, whatever that is. If, is it, if it's your aura, there's something that that you are physically attracted to them. So I'm not mitigating that point. Mm-hmm. But what the consensus of I heard a lot throughout the night is is this strong sense of of that physical attraction. And I'm like, yeah, you need to be attracted. But again. That that only goes so far. So far, I mean, and it 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 builds. Uh, it'll build. It'll decrease over time, and that's also because a, 
physical attraction is not super reliable because people physically change. Like it, it just, they just do. And someone mentioned like diet and Justin and I are both pretty big sticklers about taking care of yourself because I'm not super attracted to people who don't take care of themselves. I'm, I'm attracted to health. But I also understand that life happens. There, you might slip up a little bit. If Justin all of a sudden had a tummy, I can't be like, damn, I'm not, I'm not really messing with him anymore. I did. I did have that. I did slip up but and, I was and messing had a little with gut you. for a bit. Now, I'm super you, messing with you now that you have abs, but I was still messing with you, right? A little bit. You right. like me more now that my health is on point. But also because your mind is right. Okay, that is fair. Yeah. Your my mind. energy is nice. Yes. Which tends to come with people who take care of themselves for the most part. So that that's that's a hard to say. But <laughs> but I want to say that physical attraction, you just cannot hundred percent rely on that for the duration of a relationship. That's not something not at all that you can well, ever I'll, count. I'll on. look at, at at this example. Joy, my wife, is a beautiful human being. I recognize and I know that without question. But there are times we're being together for ten years where you don't even notice the physical attraction. And I don't say that in a, I don't see you, but it's like I've moved beyond your looks. And there are times, and just recently I said, you know what, I want to start seeing you again. And so I- You guys, it's so sweet. Hold on, I need to say, (laughs) I've been trying to act like it's not a big deal, but like sometimes he drops me off for work and he goes, hold on, I want to look at you. And he'll just like look at me. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be seen? But the reason why I, I say that is because for being together for 10 years, it's easy to to go beyond the physical and what attracts me to Joy. Yes, physically, she's beautiful, but it's her mind, her body, and her spirit. Like, And I don't say her physical body. I know. But her, her mind and her spirit is, is what attracts me. And then when I, I look up and I'm, I'm like, man, she is a beautiful woman. But I've noticed that because I've focused a lot on the mind and spirit, you can lose sight of the physical. And I don't want to lose sight of the physical because I know the physical is important. So I've told her in the recent months, I said, I just want to see you. And there are times where I just want to look at her for five, 10 seconds and not just look her in the eyes and have a conversation. I look at you every day, but I really want to see you. There's a difference between looking at you and seeing you. Just like there's a difference between listening and hearing mm-hmm. someone. Say, so you, you hear me, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I see you or I'm looking at you, but I'm not seeing you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do is I, I, I want to see you. And, it, and it's easy to get caught up when you're in a relationship specifically for a long time to just take that for granted. And you, and you can't because it is an element that is a part of your relationship. Right. I mean, I think it's really important, and I commend you for instilling that in our relationship. I I look at you. I stare at you in your sleep a lot. Yeah, weirdo. (laughs) I do. I I love your face. I I really do, and and not in a shallow way. But I just I do appreciate your packaging. But I do love your your soul more, which I've told you, uh, and your mind. You're so smart. (laughs) <laughs> you are. He's a smart man, you guys. And I, I'm not just saying that to say it. You're very intelligent and intelligence is sexy. So I appreciate it. And I've yeah. worked on it. And I and I can tell that your attraction has changed since I've started working on my my wellness. And you guys Yeah, because I keep trying to sex you. But <laughs> and you, you guys have been very well about our, our wellness journey over the last year and change. And most most recently for me, and even my, my best friend last night just said, is that I've noticed the shift in you. He's like, you know, you still have your moments where you get irritable, mm-hmm. but you're not, you don't flare up the same way. You're you're not as just mean. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've you changed. And, and 
I feel it's nice to to know someone who knows you that well. I mean, that's been my best friend since forever. Mm -hmm. And for him to recognize that change in me, you know, feels good. Like you want to, you want to, not necessarily you want to be recognized or congratulated for your improvement. It's nice to be recognized for the work you've done. It is nice to be recognized and congratulated for your your improvement. And it it's, has changed our relationship. And as Joy is like, I just like your vibe. I like to be around you more. She wants to sex me more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what this were the issues that that, that were going on. Yeah. And, and and it's been it's been nice. It it really has been nice, and it and it's changed our relationship. And I am gonna gonna say something right now that may be that may ruffle a few feathers. But for the longest of time, I used to be in the camp. Of, I was like, we need our, our, our black women to help our black men. And the reason I said this is I'm very much a product of Joy's coaching and Joy's black excellence. And she has helped me become a better man. And because I've seen that, I would then send that messaging out. And like, we need our black women to just help our black men. It's like, you guys just, you give us something that, that we can't learn on our own. But I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to change this this tone up a little bit, and and here's here's why I'm gonna gonna change that tone is because I looked at a room full of beautiful black women who were tired, who are absolutely tired of the games, are tired of the nonsense, are tired. One woman in particular said exactly what you said: of I'm not gonna sit here and coach you up. So for for so for you to get to a point where you are filling yourself and then you leave and somebody else reaps the rewards of my work. And I, I just heard a, a very tired plea mm-hmm. from the black woman in this room. And usually I would have been like, nah, like hold on for us, hold on for us. Like we, we're coming around. And now I can't confidently say that. As, as black men, fellas, I'm being really real with you. I'm real, real honest. Is, is we got to step up and do better. We have to. Our black women need us. Like honestly, they they need us, and and while it was easy for me to say at one point that I needed help of joy to get me there, I was I was younger, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old. Now at twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty years old, we have to do that work ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't be dependent on black women to help shape us and mold us into the men that we need to be. We need to do that. that you should have been that already. We should have been the whole time. We need yeah. to do that work on our own, and we need to find other black men who are there whether they got there on their own or they were, were coached at an earlier age by a black woman or multiple black women, you need to surround yourself with, with those individuals. But we, ha- we have to get there. We, we have a responsibility at this point. I, I, I can no longer accept the, the conversation of, of, oh, black men aren't dating black, black, you know, black women aren't dating black men. They're not dating because they're tired. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's our problem. And we need to address and deal with that conversation. I agree. I'm so, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just yeah. watching. I just watched this the the HBO documentary Serena, right now Serena. of being Serena, mm-hmm. and the thing and, and Serena. There was a lot of flack, obviously, when you know, she became public with with her relationship. Like, oh, Serena is not dating a brother. A bunch of side conversations. I want you guys, if you if you have HBO, I'm sure you do because Insecure. Shout out to Insecure. August twelfth, it returns. Can't wait. <laughs> but if you have if you have HBO, I want you to watch it, and I want you to look at the way her husband looks at Serena. He worships the ground she walks on. I, I just, I, I'm black yeah. men. I'm, I'm being real. Yeah. I want you to watch. I want and and black women too. I want you to watch this video and look at the way he looks at Serena. 
And when you look at the way that he looks at Serena, you cannot question for one second at all what they're doing. We have, you have no grounds. Regardless what you believe, disagree with, doesn't matter. You can't say anything. Look at the way that he looks at Serena. And that's what I took away. I was like, baby, look at the way he looks at her. Mm-hmm. When she was giving her speech at the, the rehearsal dinner, my man started almost getting emotional. Oh, tears. I, eyes welling. And in, in the in the and hospital, what she said, when she's giving like birth, super emotional. No, like, <laughs> it was nothing crazy, but his eyes, I mean, just he locked in. That. Was like, I love you more than you can ever know. Mm-hmm. And we just don't look at our black women like that, y'all. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah. And we have to take ownership. And of we that. all deserve to be looked at that way. We do. At the end of the day, you know, it's no no secret that you black do. women get the the bottom of the barrel when it comes to love, and that's not fair. And I think that. Black women have really championed for black men for years and years and years because we see your worth. We we know that you're important. We want you to be great and we want to be great with you. But I want to tell black women, which we already know, it's okay to be great without them. Yeah. And and I, I fought that. I fought that for a while. Yeah. And I'm I'm not there anymore. Yeah. I'm not. And I, I, I fully understand it. And so fellas, yeah. I'm talking to y'all. We gotta do better. And I gotta sit here and gather my, my friends and I got to develop some programming to where we can have these honest conversations and mm-hmm. talk about what we can do better for not only ourselves but for black women too because the, it, the room was tired. Yeah. I, I'm telling you honestly, the room was tired. There was 85 women in there and probably 15 men. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, How do we have 85 women show up and 15 men? What are we doing, y'all? We, I, I, hear the, I hear the equal amounts of conversation from both men and women, friends, listeners, strangers that I just encounter on a daily basis or, and just have a conversation about it. I hear it equally, but 85 women show up, 85% women show up, 15% of the men show up. We got to do better, y'all. We, I, we have to. But our black women are tired, and I'm going to put it out there. Look, I, I'm not, you don't need to be tired no more. I've always said you don't know what package your love, the love of your life is going to come in. I've always said that, and I stand by it, and I don't. So my message to black women would be don't be short-sighted. Don't feel like I can only be with a black man because, like, that's how I'm going to have the relationship that I need. And I do, I mean, I believe in black love. I think that it's strong. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. But also, I don't believe in waiting around for it when nobody's going to look at you like you're a queen. Like, I just don't. So you don't need to wait for these men who aren't trying to be men about it. Go go have fun. Go fall in love for real. Go be appreciated. That's how I feel. We gotta we gotta we gotta get to work, y'all. We got we gotta get to work, and, and that's on me, and that's on all of us. Like we we have to get to work, and and making it a a place where our women don't feel the way they do. Because I took that away when I left last night. I'm just like, man. You this see is, the struggle. I do. Like, I, I really, really. But you're did. in a very unique position because you're able to. You see it with the lens that a woman would see it as, right? Because you're in the business of love now. You're not operating in a, the way that most men are operating, right? Like, okay, I go to work. I'm going to have a dime on my arm. <laughs> and, like, you're Because you're looking at value, That's like it. true value. That's it. Who's going to elevate you? Like that, yes. At the end of the day, what it comes down is who's going to elevate you, who's going to respect you, yes. who's going to be your partner, who's going to yes. believe in you when you don't believe in yourself, who is going to help you fulfill your dreams when you doubt your own dreams. Yeah. And whatever package they come in right. and they give you all of that, 
move forward with it. And let's leave all the side commentary and leave it alone. It's not necessary. And I've been guilty yeah. of engaging in that side commentary before. I'm not there. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I've, moved, I've moved past it. And last night was the, was the cherry on top. I've been getting there, but after watching the Serena doc and then seeing <laughs> this event last night, I said, oh, okay. I get it. And, I was, talking, and then I was talking to another friend on Friday. So I got hit Friday, Saturday, and yes. Sunday from three different perspectives. And I was just like, okay, Justin, so what you were thinking, you now yeah. for sure can't go back on. They have nothing but love to give. That's nothing it. but love. Shout out to all the beautiful black women. Yes. Shout out. You guys are amazing. If you don't hear yeah. it enough, I just want to let you know you're amazing. You guys are queens. You are intelligent. You deserve the world. And I can't wait for you to receive the world and have someone who believes in you and will help give you that world. So thank you again to everyone who attended. We really appreciate you. We plan on hosting more events in the future. Give us your feedback. What do you want from us? Where do you want us to be? Because I know we have listeners in other cities around the country. So we're, we're trying our best to get everything to you guys. And I mean, we're so looking forward to it. It's so much more fun interacting with people live. And I will say this. I'm very shy, and I know I've said this on the <laughs> podcast, and I, I think sometimes uh, people don't believe me, but if you met me in person last night, you believe me. Because <laughs> I was a little like, awkward. I was like, hi, I don't know how to interact with people. Yeah, I, I, and shout out to the listeners who did approach us and who we did get to have a, a couple fun conversations with. Thank you uh, for coming to say hi. But if you recognize me and you want to come say hi to me, come say hi. Be like, please. I, and what I started yeah. doing, I just would address groups of people. You guys yeah. good? Thank you guys for coming. That's my worst nightmare. Approach a group and You just got to attack it. No, and thank then you. One, here's the thing, because if you approach the group, not everybody's going to want to engage in the conversation, but you may find the one or two who is willing to engage, and then at that point, you enter in. So it's, it's a little less alarming, because if I speak to 10 and only have to engage with one, it's fine. But if you talk to one and they're just as awkward as you, then it becomes supreme awkward. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm saying it, it's a better way. But it was funny. One woman in particular, she's from Tennessee, and she was yeah. still in L. She was visiting in L.A. and has been a listener of the show. And she was like, oh, I saw some You know who she's you like, are. I'm going to be in town. And it was funny. She said, I recognized your voice. And that's like the first time I've ever had someone say, I've recognized your voice from the show. Mm. Uh, so shout out to you. I appreciate you, you know, listening to our show and being at our event. But please do let us know. For all those who attended yesterday, we are working on a feedback survey that we're going to send out. And I, I, we do want your honest opinion. Mm-hmm. I, when, I, please answer the questions honestly. Yeah. We are going to create events that obviously we think will be beneficial. Yeah. But we want to know what you believe is going to be beneficial. And if we can do things better or do things differently that can help yeah. create more of an authentic conversation, like let us know. Yeah. If you came in and be like, yo, the Mingle was the dopest event ever, I wanted to do the exact same. Or if you say, yo, the Mingle was the wackest event I've ever attended, and here's why. Like I want to hear it. Yeah. Like please 100%. let us know what we can do better. I'm, I'm pretty sure Lena in an interview about a month or so back, she's like, you know, black people feel so pressured to just support black art or black events and we become a little hesitant to give our honest opinion yeah. on it. Like, then it can't grow. I'm telling you right now, like, please give your honest opinion. Like, when we ask for your honest opinion, we really do want it. If you want us to talk about a specific topic, if you want to dive in, yeah. like, let us know. I'm, I'm yeah. fine engaging in that, in that conversation because we can't grow as a platform, as a community, without, without your honest feedback. Yeah. So please do give us you know, that honest dialogue. So when we send out that email, respond. 
we're not joking when we say that we want to change the landscape of love. That it is our mission. It is our purpose for being on this earth. We want everyone to have a shot at love. And then when they're in that love, we want that love to thrive. So anything that we can do to contribute to that, that's that's what we want. So please give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we're headed in the right direction or what you, you want more of so that we can serve you all. Before we get out of here, just wanted to you know quickly address the Santa Fe shooting. Rest in peace again to all those who were victims of a, of another school shooting. And it, it's one of those conversations I don't even like having anymore mm-hmm. because it's like you know something else is, is going to happen again. And I, I'm running out of, of, of topics of, of conversation to keep addressing these points. But at, at some point, we have, to, we have to look ourselves in the mirror as people. Is is what? Where have we gone wrong to yeah. where this has become a norm in our society? I'm really sad because maybe it was last week or the week before. I was reading a headline that says Parkland survivors get married, and I couldn't for the life of me remember what Parkland was because there's so many tragedies and they all have names, and the names are all places or schools, and. It's a shame that I can't even remember which one this is. Which tragedy is this? Because there have been so many in such a short period of time, I can no longer keep track. And it's not because I don't care. It's not because I don't feel for it. It's because I'm inundated with the tragedy. Where, where have we gone wrong? I don't, I don't know. I, got, I really don't yeah. know where we have gone wrong as a society and from, from politicians to humanity as as a whole but yes. but we have to we have to figure something out and as to, to quote bishop michael curry you know he said there is power in love and there is power in love and at some point we, we have to get back to that yeah. yes we need to we need to put some, some some rules in place and need to sit down and have real conversations and stop letting lobbyists and outside groups dictate how our world is run but, but at some point y'all like we, we have to have this conversation and and really really come up with solutions as i said earlier there's a lot of talk there's a lot a lot of talk but there's no solutions there's no answers and i'm tired on every facet of my life of just talking we need to create solutions i don't want that we're going to talk again it's going to be on headlines for two weeks and it's going to fizzle out and there's going to be no solutions and something else is going to happen and then we're going to rise and then it's going to fall and we're going to rise and we're going to fall and we're going to rise and we're going to fall so we need people we need leaders we need voters we need anyone like we we just have to stop letting the conversation rise and fall primaries are coming up yeah in la and in california is june 5th 5th. we we just have to make a change rest in peace to to the victims of the santa fe shooting and i just encourage all let's just love each other let's pour into each other and let's not just and let's come up with some let's come up solutions yes let's not just have conversations let's move these it's not even worth it we can we don't need to talk about it anymore it's been talked about we know that it's an issue let's fix the problem now Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.